0: Welcome to this episode of Bonus Barrel. I'm Rob, and with me today is Marshall. Hey there. And Jeff. Greetings, fan. No Seiji. So this is a spin-off episode, because without Seiji
1: and and me together, it's just a spin-off. Marshall, what are we talking about today? Uh, We're talking about The Order, 1886 for PS4. The Order. The Order. Ah, Two of
0: the three here have played the order, but Jeff has kind of played the order because he watched it. So I,
2: I watched about <sighs> two hours of cinematics, which is basically which the is game. basically
0: what appears to be the game. So I think I
2: have a good gist it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so the basic plot of the game is you, you play as a knight that goes by the name Galahad. He uh, and his group, members of a secret order, hunt half-breeds and attempt to squash a rebellion. Over time, you find that all is not right with the order, and then things take a more interesting turn. Mm-hmm. It's cover-based gameplay, uh, gunplay, I should say, mm-hmm. occasional stealth elements, uh, lots of quick-time events. You have sidearms, uh, primary weapons, grenades, stun grenades, but you don't have an inventory, so you, your level will give you
1: kind of your inventory, and you can switch some things up. Yeah. So
0: that's the gist of the game, the, the bare bones.
1: Now, you and I have been pretty excited for this one. Yes. We both pre-ordered it. We did. I think a month ago. The Collector's Edition the too. The Collector's Edition 2, which is a pretty cool Collector's Edition that comes well, with a really nice statue, really. Of Galahad. Of Galahad. Yeah. I think his first name's Grayson. I think so. Yeah. Then, so you find that out a little later in the game. Yeah. The statue's really nice. The statue's nice. Nothing else great about the Collector's Edition. No, out. the Collector's Edition was just whatever other than the, the statue, but it's, in terms of the statues you get with collector's edition—it's a nice statue. I was pretty happy with it. And
0: to be fair, it wasn't the the price that a lot of the heftier collectors, like Borderlands and Skyrim Collector's editions, were like one hundred and fifty. Yeah. But you got way more stuff. But this one is about ninety. Yeah. So like twenty bucks more than the regular price.
1: Anytime it's over hundred, it's then you yeah. really start to. Eh, do he I get some this. stickers though? I mean, can't
2: can't go wrong with stickers, right? And yeah.
1: some DL, some DLC came with it. Oh, okay. The soundtrack—you get a digital version of the soundtrack. You also get a behind-the-scenes video. That's like, four and a half minutes long. Did you watch I it? it? I watched yeah, it. Was a, I was eating some chips, with, like, taking a break, and I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll Don't keep it. people
0: in suspense. What was it about, man? What was it like?
1: The developers just broke down some of the cool uh, gadgets and whatnot because Nikola Tesla's mm-hmm. a big character in it and his inventions and, and whatnot. Did, there,
0: did it show their breakdown about the Metacritic scores, too? I thought, I thought you were going to say <laughs> that broke down uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about the scoring system later. But what we shouldn't skip is the developer. Ready at Dawn. Ready at Dawn. Are you, you ready play- to talk about them? Yeah. Have
1: you played uh, any of their previous games? God of War Chains of Olympus is one I played. And God of War Ghost of Sparta. Didn't I- play that one, though. I've played both of them, and they're both great games. What about you, Jeff? I- I've
2: played God of War titles, but not those ones. Those are like, mobile titles.
0: or handheld. Yeah, I've never yeah. had a PSP. So. They also did Daxter.
1: They did Daxter. And the port of Okami to the yep, Wii. That's right. Oh, did they do that? They did the port yeah, version. Yeah, I played that.
0: Yep. And uh, they did one or two other ones that I... Don't recall off top of. Have we talked? We spoke about them on episode nine briefly, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have. They're, they're so they're kind of a newish studio, like the last five years. So they don't have a ton of games, even compared to a, a studio that has been around around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of titles that they have worked on. So
1: when they announced this game at E3, really the big selling point for me was Ready at Dawn. I had played two of their games for PSP, and the quality was great. Mm-hmm. and as as they started showing more of this game and, and showing more kind of werewolves and and some of the lichens the <laughs> lichens yeah
2: let's be politically correct here yeah. <laughs> we don't want
1: As yeah. as they showed more and it started going towards a more horror direction a little mm-hmm. bit that's when I started okay yeah this game's got because you're hard for horror um, games I'm, yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool I, I like horror games too yeah yeah
2: That was one thing that kind of threw me off when I was watching the whole introduction to the game it seemed very survival horror just the way the introduction was playing out because you were like chained up and just like stabbing people and yep. it was it was very horror like yep. and there was even a creature in the shadows that you didn't quite see and then when the gameplay when I kind of watched some gameplay footage of it it was very just third person shooter more like Gears of War mm-hmm. than a survival horror game yep. so I found it, it, it threw me off quite a bit whether it was good or bad I honestly I, I can't say because I liked that it had those kind of horror elements
0: yeah. and but the gameplay the look fun. So, so it's, it's not very scary, but in between gun shootouts, you, there are stages where it's dark, you have know, a lantern, and, yeah. but there's not really anything to scare you in terms of nothing's jumping out at yeah. you.
1: Or... Yeah. Really, the scariest part was the big part that they've showed at E3, where it's a, like, a quick-time event, and you're fighting a lichen and it's a really... I think they call them elders. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really big one throwing you through glass, and, and you're on the brink it's of death. It's a quick-time battle. It is. And I enjoyed that part. I did too. But for the, for the most part, the game... Really has very little horror elements at all. We should I probably say Rob and I both finished this game within the last couple of days. I yeah. don't know if we mentioned that already. Wait, you and I beat it. Right? Yeah, and I, I, I beat play. it on the weekend. You finished it last night. Yeah, no, I played finished it. Can
2: I? Can I just ask how long it took you both to beat it? But, not, not this competition. No, no, no. It's about eight
0: hours for me. I got a lot. Uh, roughly <laughs> the same time.
1: I, I just want to mention. I hate when games don't record your your time. Yeah, no. What, I what is up too. with that? It's good. It's that, way they, that way
0: they can leave it up in the air, because people are saying, some people are saying it takes like four to five hours a beat, and I'm like, wow, yeah. how is that, uh, how? Yeah.
2: No, it, it can't, it has to take longer than that, because the video that I watched <laughs> yep. was three hours and 18 minutes That's, long, yep. and that was just pure cutscenes, right. so if your game is only four hours long and three hours of cutscenes, there'd be could no game. You could game. skip the cutscenes. You could, but, but like. People
1: well, are doing speed
0: runs of it, isn't that crazy? I played it already? for the majority,
1: yeah. I'm sorry, I played it for the majority of the day on Sunday, and a good few hours on Saturday as well. So I'd say probably around eight hours. But I hate when a game doesn't tell me the time. Yeah. Every gamer wants that. It's true. It's a talking point with your friends. it you did it great. Yeah. yeah. And it tells you how many times you died and make you sad. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did die a lot in this game. So, now, I don't know if this is just because I'm bad at uh, cover-based third-person shooters or if it's just difficulty is uneven, but I found that some were ridiculously easy and then there's a few enemies that were, like, ridiculously hard because it caused me some frustrations at certain points. It sets it up like it was easy, but then I get stuck in this part
1: for like half hour. Yeah, it was really obnoxious. And there were some parts where, some gun battles where you just you're like, am I supposed to just keep fighting? Yeah. yeah. Do I need to Go trigger do something? something? Do I need to trigger yeah. something? Do I need to run through the battlefield to get to something to trigger a cutscene? Right. But all you do is just wait till they're dead. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it happened to me. If you don't like, is something broken?
2: Yeah. So, so you were waiting for like NPCs to kill the other. Enemies. No, you're
1: so, like you're like sitting so up in a much, sniper tower, yeah. and you're like picking off dudes, and it goes
0: on for so long. Oh, yeah. They just keep waves and waves and they keep coming, and you wonder if it's like a little broken. So, I mean, we're at the point now, I guess, already. I mean, I, I just we we're talking about reviews of the games, mm-hmm. and I have some pros, some cons, and some in betweens. So we'll keep going from there, just in case you guys have the same kind of setup. So
1: this game largely got mixed reviews.
0: Most, yeah, I would say mixed to negative. So the Metacritic, as of this recording, is 66, which is considered by many a, a, a failure, especially a big budget AAA game.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of hype behind this one.
0: Do we want to start with some positive stuff? <laughs> we already kind of. Let, I, I'd negative. like to start with positive. Sure. I'm sure we all have. Some well, I think we stuff. can all agree the visuals oh. are amazing mm-hmm. in this game. I don't think I've seen a game look. Better, at, at least not better. in a console.
1: I put down praises for this game, and I just put down absolutely gorgeous game. Yeah, it is.
0: Oh, with, without a doubt. Like
2: when I was watching the cinematics, I really felt like I was kind of watching a movie. And I know yeah. some, some people don't like that in a game, but it was really enthralling. I wanted to see how it was going to play out. There's no way that I was not going to watch the end yeah. because it just had me so captivated. It was such an amazing job.
1: So g- going off of that, let's talk about the, the visual presentation yeah, a little yes, bit. Yeah, keep going. Uh, the attention to detail was crazy. It, yeah. With the weapons, mm-hmm. there's these parts where you pick up weapons and you can look at kind of it from various angles by tilting the, the left thumbstick. Right. And while I was looking at them, I was just like, these are insanely detailed.
2: Like yeah.
0: The, all the environments
1: are crazy detail. Yeah. And and, and all the stuff you have to pick up. I, I read in a,
0: in a review of the game that they that they, it was very, very true to London or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a lot of really good research. So, I mean, I've never been there, but mm-hmm. from the reviewers saying that, that cause it was a mostly negative review, but that was one of the few things that they praised was it was very accurate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I thought that was kind of cool.
1: It has a really authentic... Feeling setting. It feels, so even, even though I'm not familiar with it, it feels like they nailed it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's very, it is very fantastical, but it yeah, feels it, authentic.
0: It does. It, I mean, it doesn't feel realistic in the sense that, because the fantasy elements are actually quite high in that. Yeah. I mean, I know Nikola Tesla is a smart guy, but I mean, this
1: is a little <laughs> ridiculous. He's creating these insane, like, yeah. sci fi weapons. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Hey,
2: that's not, he, he tried to do that. That's a uh, right. kind of fact. But sure. I, I love the whole kind of. Fake history. I think it's fun. Like is fun, I'm, I'm a student of history too, and as kind of watching it, like obviously they take their liberties with their guns and lichens and things like that. But that's yeah. to be given in any kind of video game, no, of course. Yeah. Um, but just kind of seeing how they're like referencing like certain like buildings in London and bridges that you kind of know about, and I kind of want to call out the uh, Lafayette, the the French yeah, he was guy. Awesome. Yeah, I he like was great, and he really kind of is an homage to the actual General Lafayette who fought for the Americans in the Civil War. Yeah, no, it was really cool because, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was like a liberty loving, American loving Frenchman. Yeah, I
0: mean, all these characters live for hundreds of years. Yeah. Oh, so cool. oh did, did they?
2: Yeah. Oh, so it's... It he, could,
0: said he, he said he saw two revolutions, I believe. Oh, well,
2: then he's probably... He's actually probably the he's character. He probably is. A, oh, okay. there we go. So they're, they're taking actual historical characters yep. and, and kind of putting them in the game, which is just... For kind of history nerds like me, it's a lot of fun.
0: I know what we're talking about visuals and stuff right now, but to be a little off topic, so Darwin was mentioned... Which I thought was cool. Hastings is a real guy, right? Yes, I, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm showing sure my ignorance here by not yeah. knowing off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I was like, I know that guy. Uh, so Darwin, uh, Edison, Tesla were all mentioned. Do you, do you recognize anybody else famous?
2: Well, no, no one else other than the you mentioned. But like, mm-hmm. there could I could have missed it. Yeah. But one thing that I did notice in that you were kind of talking about like you know Galahad and King James Grayson. Yes. I don't think Galahad has his real name
0: because no, Gal- they he took that knight. Uh, the, well, well, are knights of the round right, Percival yeah. and Galahad mm-hmm. are, are knights of the round. So in the order you when you uh, join the ranks, like the upper parts of the Rank, you you take up, so there's a mentor and if he passes on or whatever, right. you take the name from the knights of the Round. And the order was founded by King Arthur. But, okay, Bailey,
2: there we go. Which there is go. pretty so cool. That, I yeah, took me
0: by surprise. That's, that's cool. even more kind of interesting. Uh, spoilers, I guess we should uh, have mentioned. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. There will be much more spoilers. So you know, but that was really cool. I like the little nods to that. But to keep on the visuals for a little bit longer, the facial rigs. And the Mm -hmm. expressions. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! Usually, that stuff is the worst part of games, even the ones that do them well. But they were really good. Like the very, very believable without being too uncanny valley. They were really i good. When I
1: was watching it, I felt like it was really well acted. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, voice acting too.
1: Yeah, that's kind
2: of what I was gonna kind of lead up to with with what he said. But the voice acting was phenomenal. Yep, such a
0: good job.
1: Uh, the main character, uh, Galahad. Mm -hmm. He kind of was like. Daniel Day-Lewis from Gangs of New York, or uh, Daniel Day-Lewis from There Will Be Blood. He very much, I don't know if you guys have I'm, seen uh, that. I'm familiar, yeah. Yeah, and he very much felt like that, maybe not as much of an asshole as those two <laughs> those two characters, but he very much reminded me of the, of that character. The performances felt, yeah. felt felt really good, and it felt like it pushed the envelope of what you can do in a, in a cinematic game like that. With performances and whatnot. Speaking
0: of cinematics and presentation, you noticed that it was in like, what, what's it called? letterbox format, I think that's the name, where they actually squished yeah. the screen a bit. Yeah. yeah. A lot some reviewers didn't like that. Uh, I didn't I notice it. it too much, but I, I think it fits. I mean, cinematic, it's a very, let's be real, I mean, ha- literally half of the game is, is cinematic. Mm-hmm. And it suits this game. It feels like, a, it does feel like a movie a lot. Yes. Uh, uh, but a little overdone at some points since we're talking about cinematics is you might walk like six, Feet and then another cinematic will pop up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, like just even things like jumping over a wall and stuff, will it, it, can, it can prompt a tiny little cin- cinematic? And I liked it, but at the same time, it was a little excessive, I
1: think. Mm-hmm. It felt constricting, That's... but but continuing on the visuals, yes, uh, the work... There's werewolves, lichens, the transformations. Oh, those they really cool, awesome! Yeah,
0: they look painful, which I think is appropriate. Yeah, yeah, they look yeah. really cool. And even the vampire transformations are
1: still pretty cool too. they you didn't seem as much. Yeah, I mean, they rival like a big, like Hollywood blockbuster movie. It felt really even real. Maybe, yeah, they even maybe even better because in in a movie you that's live action that might feel a little bit jarring. The CG transformations or CG werewolves or lichens or whatever, yeah. and in this game, it all felt very cohesive. The visual style and yeah, you're right. It
0: wasn't inconsistent. It was it was consistent
1: the entire (laughs) way through. Those those fantasy elements, like a lichen transforming Mm -hmm. or whatever, didn't feel out of place. Like it might in a vampire or or werewolf movie, right? Everything about the
0: game felt like it belonged with each other. Yeah, there was nothing. Even the fantastic elements, like you mentioned, nothing felt out of place. A lot of games like that might do some part really well and other parts weak, but this thing did everything visually, everything Mm -hmm. well. There's like no. There's nothing to complain. The effects were good. Yeah. The designs
1: were good. The character designs were really cool. Mm-hmm. Like Even the knights and stuff looked awesome. All the characters felt very authentic. Uh What's the female character's name? Izzy? Uh, Izzy, yeah. Isabeau? Igraine, I-, I-, I think. I- I- think. I- Lady Igraine? Yeah. Only her close friend they called her Izzy for short, so that's what we'll call her. And then there was Lafayette and Percival. So
0: she had a cool design because... She wasn't over. First of all, none of the characters sexualized, which is a bonus for a lot of people. Which is different. Which is, yeah, <laughs> it's different. Yeah. And she didn't look like stereotypical hot, but she looked she, she looked pretty. Good. But she was just like, well, was like normal, she, which she is she good. She
2: had a constant bitch face to her, <laughs> yeah. which, which is a pro. Was kind of a bitch. She's, but she's a bad. She's ass.
1: a nut exactly. A n- a bad. Bad. Yeah, you're right. She, she was just. A, I mean, they're
0: all. I know, liked her. a little bit. I liked her, like not in that way. Like you know, they all look kind of angry and stuff. So, but it it did stand out
1: that she wasn't sexualized
0: you were like it was great this is a character that just there is one character one female so there's one female character in the game who I would say was overtly hot and that was
1: uh... well there was Lakshmi wasn't her that was the daughter it was was, was the other lady no that was the mother No, and then the daughter is Devi Yes, La- actually, was a very
0: attractive character. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a creeper. <laughs> but you know, I thought she, I thought she was really like looked really good. They looked cool. There's no complaint for them. But, but I, I mean, none of them. But they really- all looked different, and they all had like different proportions. It was really cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Very, very well done. Very human looking people. Yep. And on the videos that I was watching, when what I kind of fast forward a little bit, and it would take the video to kind of a little bit to catch up, and it was really fuzzy. You couldn't tell that they were at all animated, just because it was kind of like out of focus. Right. They looked exactly like they would if it was a, filming a person. That was yeah, like, yeah the animations yeah. were really it was good. it was phenomenal.
1: I'm curious what they did for the motion capture because there's games like Heavy Rain and La Noire that do some interesting motion capture stuff, and they get an actor to play a role, and then they model that in game character after that role for cohesion. Oh right. And it seemed like this game did that. It seemed like they they chose a character. And if you were to look at that actor, he would probably resemble. I see what you mean. I don't resemble know. Resemble the in-game character. Uh, sure, but they, but the, but all the designs. I and, think that really uh, helps for it to keep in sync with the voice. Yeah. The in-game model and the performance.
0: Sure. I know. I know. I do know what you mean, and you know.
1: Another part of the visual, the transitions between cutscenes and gameplay were completely seamless.
0: Mm-hmm. Most there was t- a lot of loading was there.
1: None at all. I don't think. I can't. Remember, I don't recall. It, as soon as it, you'd get a cutscene, as soon as it would trans- as soon as you would get a cutscene, I'd be watching. and I'd be, damn, this looks good. And then it would switch to gameplay, and I'm like, there is no, no scale down to the gameplay. Graphics. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. Well, so like we were that saying, was a, that was really impressive. Consistency is it was one of the one of the biggest things about the yeah. visuals. Well, so, like,
2: I, I think we can all agree that if we're just talking graphics, it'll get ten. Out 10 right, seconds. and it, graphics
0: so, do not make a good game. I had, this, I had three columns of, of pros, meh, and cons. Mm-hmm. Under meh, which is, I guess, my neutral, is gameplay. It, it's not bad, but it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And the cover and fire mechanics are, are done fairly well for what they are, but but there's nothing new on it other than a few weapons that you don't have access to all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty copy and paste, really, from there. Yep. It gets no worse. I mean, I would say Last of Us is still a bit better, but it, that didn't do anything new either. And this is like a, a slightly toned down Last version of, of Last of Us.
1: Last of Us didn't do much new in that regard, but they did give you a lot of options. Yeah, so these are options
0: you don't get the whole time. No, definitely not. Like the not. stealth parts. So Last of Us combines stealth with cover-based uh, gunfire. Yeah. But this separates the two. Yeah. Like you don't, you get some stealth areas.
1: And in the Last of Us, when you would approach a comp, a, a, a battle or whatever, yeah, you would always feel like, how can I how do yeah. I want to approach this? And that that really made it fun. In a
0: lot of ways the gameplay felt like a real shooter to me in that you you, you jump in the order. Yeah yeah, 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 The order. You jump into the nips area, all these people are coming out, you find one spot, you crouch behind it,
1: yeah. and then you just fire at them like you're like you're at a fair shooting at a wall of ducks. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. It is the gameplay is shallow, it's constricting, and there's parts in the game where you're forced to, to actually fight with with your pistol. But you can't take cover. Did you notice that? What part? The, there's a part in the sewer where, or, or not in the sewer when you're in the the first the tunnels of the hospital. Okay. It's near the first Lycan encounter. Oh man. And I remember is. thinking, and then there's another one in in like a underground rail railroad or whatever. Okay. And I remember thinking enemies would come, rebels or whatever, and I'm shooting them, but I can't cover. Like oh. I've, I've learned the cover system, but now I can't do that.
2: That that's pretty bad, kind of taking that away from you, especially knowing that that's probably the only way you can really avoid. You're weak as fuck when yeah, you don't have cover. Yeah. In this game. Like by by
0: the looks and what I've seen, you know, few shots or whatever, and you're, yeah. you're done, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, and uh, so a quick uh, note on that is, if you do die, mm-hmm. you have a chance to revive yourself. Although I found I usually got killed before I could mm-hmm. could revive myself. Mm-hmm. And the other, there is one slight variation before we talk about quick times when it comes to the actual gameplay is when you fight the lichens, which I think happens twice.
1: Or maybe three times the entire game. I think it's twice, yeah, or and, three times, and one's just straight up quick time. Yeah,
0: and all and all it is is. And, I found and then this, the ending. So remember, really. remember when we were when I sent you that message Friday night because I started before you and I said this game's already pissing me off. Mm-hmm. It was during that first Lycan encounter where I'm standing there. I'm like looking for him, and all I see is X off the corner of the screen. I'll be like X because until you, you're not facing it, it comes off from the side. Yeah. And I, I look around, it hits me. And I like I turn around again, and I'm trying to like move the cursor. So it's not like a like an FPS. W- w- on a computer, you moving your mouse.
1: That felt like a rail shooter section of a game because you really, when when you fight the lichens in that part, you kind of just get put yourself in a corner. Yep. And you just look to the left and the right, and then oh, there's one coming. I'll shoot it. Yep. And then if I don't get to kill it by the time it reaches me, I'm just gonna dodge.
0: Yeah. So I didn't get that right away. Uh, I was trying to play the game like a regular person. It would run, look around. hit you were me, trying and I'm trying to like chase after it to shoot it. Yeah, and then it would disappear because it literally climbs over some crates and shit, mm-hmm. and it's gone. So I'm saying like what, and then and it comes like a different direction, and yeah. all I always is X flash. And I'm like what, and then it hits me, and I was getting so mad because I couldn't. Chase it. So really, you eventually realize, especially if you're a better game than I am when it comes to these, is you wait for it to come, you shoot it, then you dodge it. Yeah. But it's annoying. It, it doesn't feel... It just feels... It becomes like a waiting game, and it's yeah. obnoxious, and I, I, I hated it, actually. I,
1: also, from kind of a design point of view, I didn't like that the, your first encounter with a lichen was you killing it. You went with friend instead? One of, the, one of the things that got me excited about this game was potential survival horror aspects of it. Right. Which was that big quick time event where you're getting manhandled by a lichen and... and <laughs> when I thought, when
0: I saw Izzy drink the water to heal herself the first time, I thought she's transform to a werewolf. Because I thought that's... Because you didn't see a werewolf at that point. It's mm-hmm. so like, oh is, she get, oh, is one of them on my team? And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, no, no, I don't turn into a werewolf. Yeah. I, so sad.
1: I just didn't like that your first encounter was you destroying... You killed three of them in, in a row. You, well, you
0: wanted to survive horror, but this game's not a survival horror.
1: I didn't want to a survival horror, but it didn't make me scared of them at all.
0: Well, you're really not. Well, it, but let's think, thematically, yeah. you shouldn't be afraid of them. You're killing them. You're that's hunting true. them. You, that's you're, true. you're more powerful than they are. Yeah, so yeah You true. have the weapons. That's a good so. point.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: So what? What do you guys think of
2: the dynamic where, like you said, you you're kind of given your weapon for that part of the the chapter or, mm-hmm. or for that chapter. Mm-hmm. So like, you couldn't really mix up your weapons very right. much. So how did you guys feel about that? Like, I always like to have that variety on using what weapon I feel suits you know the situation at hand.
1: Well, a game that does that great is The Last of Us. You just always have access to your inventory, yeah. and you will, you feel really in control in The Last of Us. I didn't think about it until I read about it later. Little later on, I was like,
0: you're right, I didn't really get to choose any of my weapons. And if I liked yeah, there were certain points where it was in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, I like this weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't get to keep it. Yeah. But it never took me out of it while playing. I just kind of accepted it, and it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But this, this does remind me of one funny and silly thing in the, in the game. Uh, when you turn one of the last chapters, you break, you don't have a lot of weapons at this point. And you break into this mansion, and in the mansion on this little end table, on a doily, is a it's a fucking grenade. So it's like a fancy like banquet area, and there's just like a grenade laying on it on a desk in the hallway. I'm like, this took me out of it for a second. Like who's gonna
1: leave this? It's rough shit times. Here? You gotta leave the Yeah, you lying just leave grenades around. lying around, like, next to the fine well, silverware. What are, you, what are you gonna do for fun in a mansion? <laughs> I right? think you play bowling with grenades. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: inventory thing, it would have been nice to have one. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple other other like meth things too. I want to talk about quick time events, but I also want to mention that the environments are beautiful, but they're kind of empty. Mm-hmm. And we didn't mention that when we were talking about visuals. But yeah. one other little nitpick I had was: Did you notice that when NPCs are climbing ahead of you, you can't even when they're almost at the top, you can't immediately climb after them. You have to wait until they're up and over and jumped off. That kind of annoyed me a little, yeah. little bit. I was like, like I didn't oh, notice that. But oh man, I noticed, I noticed like four times. I was like, geez, just hurry up! I want to climb. Why am I have to wait for you to finish your climb? Mm-hmm. I can start behind you. Yeah. Annoyed me.
1: From a from a gameplay perspective, overall the gameplay felt very constricting. Yeah, it felt very like it was holding your hand through it. And yeah, there were some difficult cover based shooter parts, but for the most part, it wasn't that challenging. It was just oh, I got to figure out how to do this right and kill the right guys, yeah. kill all of them, and then and then just continue. But it, it felt very constricting. Yeah, so the gameplay, although competent wasn't great. And I had this overwhelming feeling of, I've played this before when, when I was playing it. If you've played yeah. if you've played Tomb Raider, The Last of Us, yeah. Uncharted, Gears of War, all of those games do it better, and they all give you a ton more gameplay yeah. options than this game does. So it wasn't like broken or terrible. It was just kind of bland. It, it did its job, but
0: it did nothing else for it other than giving you a few weapons that you can't use all the time if you want to. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going into the con territory then. It's really, it's really linear. Like oh, well, <laughs> it's uh, as
1: linear as you get. Li-
0: I don't just mean linear in terms of plot. I mean you basically follow a path the entire way through, and you rarely ever go off. I and mean, if you google off, there's almost never anything there. I, I want to talk about collectibles too. <laughs> There's not many, and they're not really worth going for. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, like, did you find any Easter eggs? Oh, uh, there is one cool Easter
1: egg. Is it Little we, Big Planet? Little Big Planet. There's a sack boy. Yeah, you oh, can
0: find, yeah. And find a look, and you can pick him up and look at him. You can't, you can't collect him. So this is, so this is, I have to rant. It's time for me to rant. Sure, rant away. So you can collect these, these like phonograph, like little little recordings you listen to, audio, yeah, which is fine. We can to explain. We can complain about that specifically in a second, but but so there's, this <laughs> little, there's these paper piece of paper you can look at, and a whole bunch of things like what you can pick up and expect.
1: The collectibles are divided by documents, newspapers, phonographs. Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think so. And just like photos, right? So, but my
0: point is, two things. First of all, you can't read them for the most part because it doesn't zoom in. And it's in handwriting, other than the newspapers, it's pretty much in handwriting. And there's no option to translate it, like, to make it just regular text. Mm-hmm. And the worst, what's even worse is you don't keep them. You don't pick them up and put it in your inventory. You just look was, at them uh... and then drop it. So it pissed me <laughs> off. Okay.
1: Go, going off of that, early on in the game, I picked up a newspaper and it was uh, talking about disappearances of prostitutes and them being found and killed. And I actually sat there and I got really close to the TV and, <laughs> and was reading it. And it was pretty interesting
0: yeah sure it could be if you could read it.
1: but my problem with the way they did the newspapers was the text is too small to be able to read comfortably but big enough so that you can read but at it. least you can read it because you get this a lot of other stuff that could be interesting like
0: handwritten notes and stuff yeah and I can't read it it's even if it even though it's bigger than writing than the print, it's so like authentic looking yeah. Yeah. That is well, that a is a too detriment. Authentic. Yeah. Too authentic. So, we talked about Life is Strange a few episodes ago and what it would do is you could hit like triangle or something and it would bring up a darkened screen. The screen would darken a little bit and you could read text type of whatever it is you're reading. Yeah. That would have been really for like posters and yeah, even camera. things that were clear as fuck. Yeah. It would still do it for everything. Yeah. Well, like and, and that's good cuz the, the order is
2: really all about kind of immersing you into the game. Which you know, Which it's yeah. fine and but there's, you know,
0: having that would not
2: Ruined the immersion. It's still a game. <laughs>
0: exactly. Because there's still things in the environments that are shiny and stuff that say so you have to look here, click here, or whatever, because it leads you by the nose, anyways. Mm-hmm. I would have appreciated A, being able to keep the stuff so I could look at it later because it would have been fun to read. Maybe i am going to the chapter and I'll, uh, maybe in the next chapter I want to stop and read some of the stuff I got. Mm-hmm. I can listen to the phone about Well, let me
1: tell you. Please you, do. Tell me. You can save it for later via screenshots. Oh, well, that's. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's I, I can make my own inventory. Yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, I started yeah, yeah. doing. Are you serious? Because I wasn't They're enjoying not. the collectible aspect of the game you made your own hmm. collectible asset <laughs> <laughs> i did the, the audio recordings worked for it yeah i think i listened to the first three audio recordings I, think I listened to that same and i just got pissed off that i couldn't listen to it while i was playing mm-hmm. and i think you mentioned uh the evil within the game it you does well up, you pick up audio recordings and you just they're as interesting as they're going to be because you can still play yeah and if they're interesting, you're going to notice that. You'll you're, listen to it while you're exploring around. And if you're, if they're not interesting, you're not going to care because you're still playing. Right. In this game, if they're not interesting, you're going to care because you sat there in the pause screen <laughs> listening to it.
0: See, what I like about stuff like with,
1: with Evil Within is it's playing.
0: And I'm very methodical when I come to a new area or room. I search every little area. Me too. And having some narrative play while I'm doing that is great. It's, 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 but it keeps you going. It is this, you, it pops up, Especially and then you the, have to go into your, your inventory... And hit play, and then it's on screen, and you just have to wait till it's done yeah. or, or cancel it.
1: Yeah, and it, and I found it also a little misleading because as soon as you pick it up, it shows a little uh, like audio symbol or a little uh, yeah. f- like volume symbol, like you'd see on a computer, and that made me think, oh, I have an option to to just play right there to play yeah. right there. So I would press like options and all. Nope. I would try every button while that was still there, and, and nothing. So that was that was annoying. I, I thought the collectibles. Could have been a lot smoother, given the player a lot better experience, and so. e- even the collectibles was constricting. Right,
0: and I feel like they're trying to make it feel more cinematic and try to make it feel less like a game. And which I appreciate that. Well, I think it's kind of a mistake because they're they're missing things that would have been appreciated. Now, I did say it was linear, and it is, but it's not so linear that it's just that you can't get lost. It would have been nice to have a map, uh, no map at, at whatsoever, and so that was kind
1: of annoying. But, but there's a problem. There's a problem when you're trying to make it more cinematic and more integrated into the world. But it's hampering the player experience. Yeah, that and that's annoying. And that's what this was doing.
0: So I mean, because there's other other UI elements in on the screen like your your health and, and so forth. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what the health looks like. I don't either. I'm pretty sure it was no. There. There's
1: no health on the screen. You just the, oh the screen gets red. But there's
0: like there's he has a little bar that tells him when he can use his black water or energy. Oh right, yeah, and yeah, it. and you have and your ammo and stuff is is yeah. on there. So they could have put a map. <laughs> I, I would have appreciated a map. Yeah. And oh, sometimes the objectives are painfully clear, and then sometimes they were so like cryptic. Like, a NPC would just kind of run off the distance, and you're supposed to follow him, and you have no idea where he went. I'm like, where did you go? I'll look at my map. Oh, I don't have a map, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm not looking at my map. Mm-hmm. I'll just run around the, the environment and hope I find a place to jump. Yeah. And it'll tell you where to open doors and stuff, or what to pick up, but it doesn't tell you where to jump. Like, because you have to climb walls in certain areas. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one part towards the end of the game where you're on these staircases and you're jumping over roofs and stuff. It's when you're breaking into Hastings Mansion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where did, where did he go? How,
1: I, I and that part's really dark. Yeah,
0: so I didn't know. I couldn't see where I was going. I couldn't see where, where to climb, and I'm, and and, that, and that's one of the rare areas where you actually could explore for not no reason because there's no collectibles. Yeah, but but you could go up and down the stairs and all around this building. and I couldn't find where it was, and I had to eventually find this little ledge that you jumped up and then climbed around. You know, how about some consistency there?
1: You brought up the the part where you're going into Hastings Mansion. I want to talk about that a little bit, because that's a stealth section. It is. There's some stealth in this game, and I don't like how it's done. You as soon as you get spotted, oh, we're taking gameplay away from you. One pistol shot. In oh, the head. I know. One pistol shot. Not even in the head. Like you get shot in in the yeah. torso and your. And this head. is a
0: man who can heal from mortal wounds. This <laughs> is a man.
1: This is a man who's taken tons yeah. of gunshot wounds in, cine, in and during the cinematic. Fucking
0: lichens slashing at you and stuff. Yet yeah, this, this this bowler hat guarded guard just turns around and shoots yeah. you in the chest and exactly. shoulder and you're dead. Yeah,
1: yeah. So during that section, it's like a big courtyard where you need to find. The officer who has the key. Yeah, I remember that. part. And I think you go through s- stealth killing. Also, that was another thing. You're killing. He would say like Company man down, or you're mm-hmm. killing people who he's, aren't necessarily his enemy. Yeah. But instead of just choking them out, he like he stabs, stabs them, them. right <laughs> in the <laughs> neck, did like you, brutally.
0: Did you know during a scene that you can use your crossbow to kill him? Because I didn't realize until later, and it made it so much easier. Oh. You could. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily tell you, but you can just I, about halfway through I the was section. Too- I was stealthing it all, and then then you get to this big open courtyard, and I got caught with with uh, I just got caught and killed. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I took out the crossbow, and it was like thunk
1: thunk. It was so easy. Really?
0: Oh yeah, it became like a super joke at that point. I was like, oh, okay, And I'm
1: just killing every guard I see I, with my crossbow. I stealth took out every every one of those guards. But what? that that all started, and that also goes into kind of the gameplay design because you feel so worried about getting caught that like. I feel like if I'm going to shoot a guard and I miss, that's game over for me. Yeah. So, so that kind of lends itself where I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to try shooting any guards really because see when you shoot, I, yeah. But
2: I. I, just, I just want to say that that kind of speaks to like the inconsistency this game seems to so have. How you know there, there's cookie crumbs that lead you along the way, but they didn't seem to tell you that you can use a crossbow during the stealth part because apparently mm-hmm. Marshall played the whole thing without it. Yeah. I didn't so know. It, when, I, I, I retri- back, That's so. what mean, so. I
1: retried the section. Four or five times, too. It was hard. Going back to what I was saying, you have the courtyard. There's six, seven, eight guards you got to take out. So I would go on the same path every time. And I kept getting spotted. I would make it three, and then I would make it four, and then I would make it five. And I would get spotted. And it was really frustrating. I get lost. and So the area
0: after you unlock the gate, after you get the key from that very very same person, you come into a courtyard with this giant mansion and Mm -hmm. a few guards. I didn't know what the hell to do there for a little while. I, I couldn't find like the right wall to climb up. Okay. And I was really getting kind of annoyed. There's one other nitpick, that not nitpick, this is actually serious, and this is on the same kind of topic. Walk speed. Holy shit, you walk slow for over half the game. That's (laughs) another, there's another hour of the game right there I should have mentioned. You just, like, and even when you hit sprint on that, which doesn't always work, by the way, so sometimes you're forced to walk, like you're like just taking a stroll down the street. Occasionally you can sprint a little bit, which is still slow, and then at some levels you can do a full-on automatic run. And I'm like... Come on, let me walk faster. Why am I walking like I'm just having
1: a stroll? Oh, it was annoying. It was too. There were too many tiers of gameplay. If that makes sense. There's and <laughs> it's a go-
2: Great term. We should use that more often. <laughs> it,
1: it goes. It goes back to what I was saying about when you can fight the enemies with the pistol or whatever, but you can't. You can't take cover. So there's the gameplay where you can just walk. Yeah. There's the gameplay where you can walk and run, which is oh, that's exciting that's when you can good. run. Yeah. And then there's the gameplay where you can walk, run and shoot, but not take cover. And then the, <laughs> and then there's the gameplay where they give you pretty well everything where you can walk, run, shoot, sprint, and, and take cover. And of course, there's a gameplay where it's quick time. Literally just a quick time battle. Let's
0: spoil the end. You fight your last boss in the entire game is a quick time event. Okay. Y- you... Just hit the right triggers and occasionally hit the enemy. I, I enjoyed it yeah. cinematically, mind you. I liked it. But it was easy. Yeah.
2: Well, you never you want
0: an exciting final boss. It's not exciting. It's, it's not. I it's watched it. It's a repeat of the first time you fight an elder. It Literally was, cut yeah. and paste. Yep. It was so, so disappointing. The first time I fought that elder, it was kind of hard for me. I was messing up the quick time and stuff. But by the time I got to the end, it was a joke. I was like, oh, okay, I know what I'm doing now. I, I didn't die at all. R2, Hearts. slash, yeah.
1: dodge, yeah. slash.
0: Yeah. the only thing that I kind of thought, thought was a
2: little different that I haven't seen it could have be, other games may have done I just haven't played them, but with the kind of the quick time events, how it kind of forced you to kind of use the analog to move to an area and then hit the button yeah, I, I
0: didn't know that right yeah. I like, What
2: is that? What, I didn't, so, yeah. you okay. know, they were at least you know, they were doing kind of just like, you know very bland quick time kind of cutscene games but
0: at least they had something new that I've never seen before so I'll give them that But have you guys played Fantasy Life? At all. No, this, this encounter is more lackluster than the ending of the last chapter of Fantasy Life, which has no final boss or any 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 enemy fighting at all. <laughs> uh, this is how, how anticlimactic it was. Yeah. Like, by the way, Fantasy Life is a, is a brilliant game and everybody should play it.
1: I want to go back to one thing I was saying about the tears of gameplay and, yes. and comparing it the to... The tears of gameplay. The tears. <laughs> the tears. Yes. The sobbing tears.
0: <laughs> Where's the gameplay at?
1: When... You have games like Tomb Raider and the, the Tomb Raider reboot and Last of Us, where they integrate some cinematic portions of the game, and they slow it. You slow down your character where you can't fight or whatever, and you'll just be walking. It's are so rare. And but it's very obvious to the player what's happening. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm. I can only walk during this part. Oh, the character that I'm beside is talking to me heavily. It's very obvious what's happening, and in the order it's not obvious what you have available to you at these different points of gameplay. And they're
0: so frequent. Things like The Last of Us and probably Tomb Raider, I haven't played much of that, but games like that is... They're similar. You have a huge playground to play in. You're climbing, you're jumping, you're exploring. There's a huge chunk of gameplay with with end pieces and occasional pop-ups here and there of of cinematics Mm -hmm. or cutscenes. They carry it forward, but they're not the bulk of your time. For The Last of Us, you're exploring the environment, you're going through large areas, You're, you're climbing, looking for collectibles, fighting enemies, and then there's a cinematic... Or in the case of Last of Us Again, which does it so well, is they'll be talking, you know, to each other while you're yeah. playing. And the dialogue
1: in Last of Us is, is quite right, quite interesting.
0: But in this game, it's like you'll be walking, and then you'll have a cutscene, and you'll walk. This time you can't run. You'll have a cutscene, mm-hmm. then you'll walk, and now you can fight a little bit. It's, it's like it's super all over the place. Yeah, you know. I went into this game thinking oh, why did this game get a 65 out of 100? 6.5. After talking about it, you know, I think I kind of agree with it. Yeah. I actually it seems fair. Yeah, it really does. I was I was like maybe they're being too hard on it cuz it's a AAA game. But,
1: I still I yeah. still I wrote down in my notes here that I would give it... I feel like it's deserving of a 7 to 7.5. I thought that
0: too before we went back to
1: talk about it. No, but, I, don't, but, I don't feel <laughs> it now. I, I think... I will say, I think I'm persuaded by how much I like this setting and how much...
0: No, yeah. The setting, the, the visuals were glorious. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, if this is a movie, yeah. it might get like a 9. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a game here, and now... I mean, I'm breaking up my sage here, but I'm thinking that there's not enough gameplay. I agree. I agree.
1: The gameplay is shallow.
0: And it's not. it's not like... The shallow, like say, uh, a visual novel or a, a game like a Telltale game, where mm-hmm. gameplay is limited. That game, that's like a you're you're going through a just.
1: I don't know how to... they're different. They feel different. Well, you know that's that's what you're getting in a Telltale game when you. They're cheaper too. When you play a Ready at Dawn game where you've played God of War, Chains of Olympus, and Ghosts of Sparta, that are really polished gameplay and yeah. really deep combat and exploring. Like you guys have played God of Wars. Yep. And. This one is just, it's on a whole other realm of, of constriction that they're... I just want to say, going back to what you gave it for the score... That's lo- not my official thing, but or, or I'm what, starting to agree with what it. What you're starting to agree just, with. Yeah. I liken it to L.A. Noire or Assassin's Creed, where it's the first entry in a series, the gameplay's a little shallow, mm-hmm. but... They've set a foundation for what they can do in future entries in the series. And I think the developer has said they want to turn this into a, a franchise.
0: Well, let's, put, let's be, let's, this is a conversation I wanted to have, anyways. 6.5 should be considered a good to almost great game like it's it, in any other medium other than video games a 6.5 is not a bad thing it's a above a average 5. it's it's a good game it's like this is good yeah you're gonna pass you're gonna it's okay so a five or 50 percent is like an average game like it's okay it's fun you know no big deal uh, maybe i shouldn't spend full price on it a, a 6.5 is like should be considered this is a pretty good game you're, you're gonna you're gonna have fun it's a fun game mm-hmm. a seven and, and so forth as you get up there right? but in the games industry if you don't have a seven or higher, than your game's a piece of shit, according to the general populace. Mm-hmm. Six point five should be good. Like it should be like, okay, that's cool. Like, I don't re- okay, I don't regret buying the game. Yeah. I had fun playing it, and there's there's lots of good things about the game to make it not like a regret purchase. It's not bad. It just does some things. You're that saying aren't that great.
1: Sh- there shouldn't be this heavy negative stigma attached to uh, like a six or six point five.
0: Well, I don't like you, we and I have talked. I don't like numerical scores anyways. Like mm-hmm. I, we have our silly little rating system, which I think is dumb but it's more based on opinion and feeling not so much like 7.5 don't buy or you know like 5.5 don't ever buy i think
1: we really just do it because it's fun it's fun yeah i don't like we're not we're not getting people to to buy games based on on these
0: there's (laughs) uses for numerical system and i'm not like 100 percent against it but i don't like it i like more of like positive Okay, a review, you read a review. You should be reading a review for the opinion, not for the score. Mm-hmm. But people will look at the score and then just decide based on that. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like that.
1: I hate doing that for a game I'm excited for. If there's a game I'm excited I don't even for, I look at reviews for a game yeah, I'm excited for. If it's a game I'm excited for, I just completely stay away and I hate it because I feel like there's there's some people who wanna, if they're not gonna buy it, they wanna let you know that, yeah, it, that it's want, got a bad they score. They don't want
0: you to buy it, too. They want everybody to they're hate like, it. They're like, hey,
1: did you hear this is getting... Yeah, me. ooh, this
0: is bad score. Because in their back of the mind, like, I wasn't that interested. I don't wanna buy it. People are hating on it. Well... I'm gonna poop on it too. Yeah, and I'm always just like, oh, oh don't tell me. Yeah. Like, I'm. I you look like you wanted to say something. Well,
2: well, what I was gonna say is, kind of when you're just talking about the score and you know, looking at looking at the opinions more than the score. Because yeah. the problem with any kind of review website that you go to is the score is just plastered all over the place. So yeah. you're you're gonna see that, and then you're gonna just form your own opinion based on
0: an arbitrary number that someone you gave recall the game. last episode. I mentioned that during our brief talk about our like our our little pickup segment, I saw Gamespot, which decided like, and I go for news. I saw the words pain, uh, "boring" and, long and "short" and a five, and I couldn't avoid it at that point. But thankfully, I was able to ignore it and went in hopeful anyways. willpower. Willpower, yeah. But it, but you're right. It's it's subconscious. If you think everybody's hating on it, then you're going to go in with a more of a negative opinion. or what? you're going to look for things you might not have noticed. Th- that was
2: me because I knew that this game was kind of shit on. So whenever I was watching the cinematics and the gameplay, I'm just like, all right, let's get ready for this crap storm. But I I didn't feel like. It was as bad as... Like I said, 6.5 in the gaming industry is like a really bad rating. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And I think I think a 6.5 is what this game justly deserves. Yeah, I, I, and I that's agree. like 65%. Yep.
0: I feel I'm guilty sorry. giving it a 65 because of the way yeah. the industry works. Because it's a beautiful game. Yeah. So, any other small things you want to bring yeah, up? Yeah, there,
1: there's two things I wanted to bring up. One, Kay. bugs. Do you run into any? that I noticed. Early on in the game, one of your first rebel chase encounters, mm-hmm. where you, you're chasing them... I decided to go backwards for whatever reason, instead of chasing the rebels. And all of the citizens that had been fleeing were there was a bottleneck, and they were all just running into like each other in this (laughs) giant, in this giant cluster. And this was my first session of playing, so I was did you laugh an hour and a half into it? I was sitting there and I was like, "Ugh, I don't like that." (laughs) That was that was was my response because the Last of Us, I ran into a couple pretty severe bugs, and when a game is this good looking, it it's that much more breaking your immersion. I didn't catch it,
0: thankfully. I'm kind of glad, although it sounds
1: really funny I mean, too. I mean, I forgot about it within, you know, two minutes, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's not a good sign, but it was the only thing I ran into, and anyways, the other thing I wanted to ask was, what would you like to see Ready at, where would you like to see Ready at Don go from here? I would, I would mind them taking another
0: crack at it. Take yeah. the criticisms... I want to see them not ignore the cr- legit yeah. criticisms yes. and, and do a, a great sequel. And be like, be positive. Like, hey guys, thank you for the feedback. Mm-hmm. We just made a, a much better game th- of it. Now enjoy the beautiful game we made and the awesome gameplay. Yeah. I'd what like I, see that.
1: What I want to see is them do one of two things. Also, I want to see them do a, a, a full console sequel of this down the road. Yep. But the first thing I'd like to see them do is a nice DLC package where... Maybe you play as Izzy, or, sure. or oh yeah,
0: there's lots going on that she that could or, or
1: Lafayette, and and get a little bit of their backstory, or picks up where where the game left off. You know, a few hours and. I want them to take some of that feedback that they've gotten and give us more for gameplay, yeah. but give us that same quality of, sure. of cinematic experience and show give that not not. I don't want it to be an apology or anything because yeah. I don't think I don't think they, they need didn't do anything wrong to apologize for. It's just no, but get, I want get. to. I think they need to show players who are interested in this world and interested in this franchise that hey, we acknowledge that our first entry is a little shallow and we need to step that up. And then I'd love to see them do maybe a Vita, sure, a Vita spin-off.
2: Yeah. What about you? I just have a question for you guys. That's all, because you know, like I said I haven't played the game. I just watched it, so it's yeah. a little, you know, what I have to say is barely counts. Right. Um, that's why but, I don't get to do damage. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Rob already said that he thinks that he is worth his money. Mm-hmm. Marshall, did you think you got your money's worth?
1: Uh, well, I'll say this: got that statue. I traded in games for it.
2: So you lost games to get this one, then. So was I... it worth the replacement and the
1: money? I'll say this: I didn't care about the games I was trading. In. Okay. So that doesn't matter. If I was paying f- upfront ninety bucks for this game, which was what the yeah, I mean the game was seventy for right, the game itself, or, or for the game itself. Yeah, no, I don't think it's it's worth that, and I would have been a little more bitter and a, and a little bit more, uh, you know. Okay. I, hmm, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If I if I had chosen that game
0: over, say, getting another one, I would have been upset.
1: Okay,
0: and but it wasn't bad. All right, right, all right. And and second part question: Will either of you ever play it again? I usually rarely ever play games again unless it's like. Been like a, a huge number of years, or something I really loved, or something like a Mario game where you can pick up and play, or Mario Kart or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will probably not play it again. I talked to Rob. Maybe, about, I don't know.
1: I talked to Rob about this, and I'm actually gonna play it pretty soon. Oh, I really? Actually, really? I was actually gonna start it last night, and part of the reason is I'm not. A, I'm not a big trophy whore. I, I don't want to get all the trophies for all of my <laughs> games or anything. But if if it's attainable to get the platinum, and I'm still gonna have fun doing it, then I'll do it. And I enjoyed the story enough where I would play through it again. Okay. It's only about eight-hour game, so skip the
2: cutscenes. Let's. uh,
1: I finished it at a seventy-seven percent trophy completion.
0: Let's deal damage to this game. So it's gonna be a little bit different this segment because so I think in the future it'll be four hearts instead of three because there are four of us now. Sadie's not here, and Jeff is unqualified to deal damage, so I've come (laughs) up with. A uh, stand-in for this because you gotta have three hearts. You can't have two hearts. And, and okay. our system, you know, we gotta be consistent. So personally, having, I think he's qualified. He's not qualified <laughs> because he's, wa- he's he's watched
1: a game. He's watched a game, and but I, I think he's. Has...
0: You gotta play. I've played game. it. So you gotta, you gotta
2: I play could It'll it. be like I can only do half of a heart, which would be just too strange. So <laughs> I got something even stranger.
0: We can't take a heart and a half each because that skews the system. We can't leave a heart empty because then it's just weird. So what we're going to do is, we're, whatever you rate the game, <clears throat> half of that will carry over to the last heart. So if I give uh, half a damage to it, it'll take a quarter damage on the uh, other heart. Can't you can't rate it twice? All right, all right. That, that seems fair enough. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. So, our... <laughs> let's go with <laughs> it. Let's go with it. So, uh, no damage is you really enjoyed the game. You loved it. It doesn't mean the game is perfect, but you would one hundred percent recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quarter damage. The game has some flaws. It was still great, fun, and you would likely recommend it. Half a hard damage. The game is decent to good. The right people would have a lot of fun with it. Worth a try. Uh, three quarters damage. The game really isn't good. It's not terrible. It's bland, kind of boring. Been there, done that, and a lot better. Full damage is the game is wretched. Little to no redeeming qualities. You'd be angry if you received this as a gift. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so with that, with that, that being the ranking, what okay. what are you gonna do?
1: I was torn on this. Like I said, I want to like this world, I want to like the franchise, the setting, and I'm excited for where it goes in the future. And at first, I think I was going to give it a half, or or a quarter heart, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go with a half heart. There's only certain people who are going to enjoy this game, and it's a beautiful game, but it's so constricting, and it's... I mean, ultimately, they're making games for gamers, right? They're not making interactive movies for interactive movie watchers, right? Right, right,
0: right. That's exactly true, yeah. So... Or or Jeff who can just watch the game and get a good gist of it. Yeah. So I mean, really,
1: that's kind of sad that I. can do I that. know, right? That's the point. I mean, really, they gotta, they have to. Even though I love cinematic experiences, they gotta cater towards gameplay. Yeah. It's, it's still it's a gaming medium. We're not
0: watching movies. I love movies. Yeah. They The other place, but you know, you want games supposed to be interactive. Yeah. There are some exceptions, and it's worth a separate conversation about games like Telltale games and visual novels because they're different.
1: Even a game like Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. which is arguably one giant cutscene, or one giant cutscene with quick time events, I felt like I was more in control in yeah. Heavy Rain than I was in this game.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. That's half a heart's damage, which translates to a quarter to the third heart. I will now damage it as well. Mm-hmm. And I choose half a heart damage too. I was almost close to actually giving it three quarters damage, but I had to re- reel back and like, the game's still a good game, it's, yeah. not, it's not bad. It was, it was fun while playing it, the story was great, uh, graphics were beautiful. But it was pretty bland in the other spots. And we, we don't have to rehash it. We already talked about all of our problems. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, it was it was a fun enough game. And uh, I'd play, I, maybe I'll play it again someday. Yeah, I probably won't. But yeah. it was worth the play. I lent it to a friend. So I, I guess I kind of recommended it. Yeah. There we go. So that kind of leaves us with uh, one and a half hearts out of three.
1: It's the kind of game you're glad to give, lend to a friend. because Yeah, they don't have to worry about buying you're, it. You're kind of like, well, you might be disappointed if you spent money on it. You might not be. It's like Sorry. the quintessential rental game, really. Yeah, but we don't rent games. That's a anymore. good point. Yeah,
0: but you'd all play a sequel. Oh so yeah, if you sure. both play the, the sequel was, out, I want them yeah, to make a sequel. I would like it. The story to, minus the ending. I want. Okay, so they have. But they have this framework built. They have all the graphics and characters and stuff. Take that and make it a good game. Mm-hmm. Make it a little less cinematic and more of a game. You have the foundation to story build on it. Just go from there. Check the game out. Release videos, you can find out all the cool stuff. It's all on. If computer. you can't. If you don't want to play, it but you're still interested because the story sounds cool, just go watch the cutscenes like uh, Jeff did. You'll get you'll get you'll watch a good. You get your money's Well, like you'll you'll get a good story, minus the ending.
1: Yeah. What, I, what I would say in terms of recommendations, if you if you enjoy a game like La Noire or Assassin's Creed, that's a new game and a new IP, but support new IP. I'm full yeah. on for new oh, IP. We should, yeah, the, uh, we just can't we can't pretend the flo- the flaws aren't there because we want to like the game. Yeah. I, I mean, want, we did like it, but we want to love the game. I wanted to follow kind of what Assassin's Creed did a little bit minus the annual releases because I hate <laughs> That's that. stupid. But you look at Assassin's Creed they've had some pretty deep games afterwards that are They got better. Pretty well. Received. And this could get better too. Yeah.
0: So let's end it there guys. Thank you for listening. I hope that you people out there will like, subscribe. You know you can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash bonus barrel. iTunes. Or Twitter. Bonus barrel dot com slash bonusbarrel.com is, well yeah you know what skip all the rest yeah. bonusbarrel.com but we are on iTunes and I know people like that so iTunes please subscribe and, and rate and, and get involved because we want to hear your opinions do you like the order? If you didn't like the order? let let us know or yeah. did you love the order? <laughs> or did you want to love the order?
1: did anyone love it? I'm sure some people did. I'm sure the creators loved it they definitely did. that's one thing I felt that the, I could feel the passion that they poured into creating the game while and I was playing it. Just like we pour our passion to making this
0: podcast. And now we're going to end it. So thanks for listening. This is Rob, Marshall, and Jeff. Have a good one. We
1: out.